Hello and welcome back to Getting the Right People in the Room. So this is the podcast for Otters Pool Academy. My name is Pete Burnett. I'm the Chief Instructor and I'm going to be your guide today. And here on episode two, what we're going to cover, um, hence the promise in the episode title, is how to sell anything to anyone using the problem river. So at Otters Pool Academy, what we basically do is we help to fill in the blanks in the, in the business knowledge of empowerment professionals. So if you are somebody who is either looking to set up or is indeed currently running um, an empowerment business, whether you be a therapist, coach or consultant, then this podcast is for you. If you haven't listened to our first episode, then that is quite a useful place to start because what we do is we take you through the blueprint for a successful empowerment business. And this is actually a blueprint that works um, regardless of whether or not you are a startup or you are an existing single seat business or you are a multinational with um, hundreds of people scattered across the world. And we know that because we've worked with these guys for about 20 years um, at all levels. And by implementing this blueprint, we've managed to help folks. Um, in fact, we're actually the, with the uh, client who's now got um, an eight-figure income and hundreds of people. We've actually been working them, with them for 20 years. And we have used this blueprint religiously. And it's been one of the instrumental and tools in helping them grow. So that blueprint is very, very useful to have because what it does is it gives you a very, very simple visual model of what a good business looks like. So if you haven't listened to episode one, then have a quick listen. And you can also find the blueprint on our website at otterspoolacademy.com. Now, what we're going to do in this episode is we are going to discuss something called the problem river. Um, and again, there is a um, there is a, a diagram that goes with this. Obviously, this being a podcast, we're going to create it in your head using the power of words. But if you did want to see what this looked like, then on Ospool Academy, if you go to, we have a, a section called A Glass of Something Nice, which is basically our equivalent of a magazine. And the, the premises, premise of it is if you kind of like met up with me and my team for, you know, for a glass of something nice and you asked us questions, this is what we would respond to. And in one of them, we then basically grab our Remarkable and we start scrubbing out the problem river. Now, you don't necessarily need to see it because what we will do is we will use words to paint a lovely visual picture in your mind. And the reason why we're doing this is because um, if you can retain this as a visual image, it becomes like a checklist because the problem river allows us to explore the customer's world. And that's really important because what we want and need to be able to do is to become an, more of an expert in the customer's situation in terms of the threats and opportunities that face them than they are themselves. Because if we can do that, if we've done our homework, when we're talking to them, then A, we're talking to them about their problem in their own terms. Because what a lot of people do um, is they kind of fall into their own jargon, their own delivery mechanics as a way of expressing stuff. And the customer doesn't really understand that yet. They say the customer is always right. Unfortunately, that's not quite true. The customer should not. You should be more right than the customer in terms of what the solution looks like for them. And this is a really good way of us going through, understanding it, using it as a mental checklist when we're talking to somebody, and also visually describing it if that's what you if that's what you want to do. Okay? So... I'd like you to clear your mind. You can feel free to close your eyes with this, unless you listen to this whilst driving, um, in which case the uh, the screaming of horns will probably bring you back to uh, 
back to reality anyway. And I want you to um, envision a plane, a nice wide grassy plane. And running through that plane there is a river. And so that river has now separated the plane into two banks. And on one bank, the grass is not nice. It's arid. It's like, you know when you've like you've like taken care of your lawn and then we have like one of our hot summers and your lawn just is, you know, kind of full of this yellow wispy stuff that just cries at you. It's that kind of stuff. And on the other side of the bank is the happy place. Here the grass is lush. The grass is green. It's what lawn bowls teams would kill to have. Okay, so we've got the unhappy side of the bank and we've got the happy side of the bank. And then we've got your customer. And your customer, if you can visualize them, they are standing on the unhappy side of the river. So what we're basically talking about here is the fact that um, with almost everybody in the empowerment world that we, we deal with, um, we are in the business of transformation. Um, and you might say that we're in the business of transportation because what we're doing is we're taking them from their unhappy place to their happy place. Now, if we are our therapist, we might be moving them from pain into into relief, into being able, being able to cope, in being able to face the world with a smile on their heart and a song on their lips. If we are um, a coach, um, if we're a consultant, um, if we're a mentor, if we're a trainer, then what we're basically doing is we are increasing people's skill sets, increasing their capability to get to where they want to be. Because regardless of what we're doing, there is something that they want to achieve. There is a place that they want to be. <clears throat> and if they are our customer, they can't get there on their own. They cannot cross that river on their own. Okay? So unhappy place, slightly sad. When we draw it, we do a stick man with a sad face on it. And then the happy place. And now what we're going to do is we're going to create a bridge across the river. Now the bridge is our solution. The bridge is what we do. The changes that we affect. Okay. Now there are the mechanics of the bridge in terms of how many struts it's got. Is it a suspension bridge? Is it basically a couple of um, planks? You know, kind of lead from one stone to the next. Well, that's there. There is that is important in some ways, but the most important thing is that it's a way of getting across the river. Okay, and that's what we need to latch onto here, because and as this is actually what we covered in um, one of our previous episodes, the way that we achieve change, the way that we achieve that transformation that could and probably will evolve as we get better, as new processes or new technologies or new techniques come on stream, then the way that we help people get across the river may change. But the fact is that even if it started out as a little pontoon bridge um, and you know, kind of like then over a period of time evolves into something that looks like the Golden Gate, it's still a bridge. It's still doing the same thing. So regardless of whether you're you know, going across the Golden Gate or you're going across um, one of the lovely old stone bridges that we have here on here in Devon on Dartmoor, the point is it's still doing the same job. It's still taking me from one side to the other. So we've got the person in their unhappy place. So the first thing we need to be able to do is to describe that unhappy place. So what is wrong with that? How is it making them feel? And emotion is a really important part of selling. A lot of people... Um, again, if they're focusing on the mechanics, they're not really looking at what's going on in the person, person's mind. There is a saying, which is mostly true, which is people buy based on emotion and justify with logic. Now, that's not always necessarily the case because a lot of the time it depends on what you're selling, but it does very, very much hold true, especially if the, the thing that you're solving um, is jugular, if the pain is real, if they are desperate for the opportunity that you can give them. 
then it is emotions are playing a big a big part of this so we need to be aware of the emotions which are going on what emotions is that unhappy place um causing for them and whilst they're standing in the unhappy place there is a crackling noise and lots of animals running towards them because approaching them is a bushfire okay so this is the next element in our problem river um mental picture and the bushfire is basically what's going to happen if they don't change okay so from a SWOT point of view, if you've ever done like a, one of those SWOT matrix where you've got strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, this is a threat. So what is coming towards them is basically what is going to happen to them if they don't change. So not only is the unhappy place unhappy at the moment, it's also going to get worse if they stay there. Okay, so what we then need to do is say, right, okay, so using our own knowledge, our own research... Um, what would happen to that person? Or, you know, kind of if we extend the unhappy place, what are the downsides? What are the, the real and clear and present dangers that are going to affect them if they don't make this change? Okay? So just to recap our picture, we've got a, um, a river bifurcating our plane. We've got the unhappy place, person standing on it, little sad face, bushfire moving towards them. And we've got our bridge. Now, when we draw this bridge, we tend to draw this bridge. We tend to draw the person in the at the top of the picture, and the bridge is down the bottom, because the bridge is not necessarily apparent or visible to them. So they have to be explained. Yeah, they can't see it for themselves. You have to describe the bridge. Okay, what is closer to them on this visual model are two things. The first off is what we call the rickety boats. And what the rickety boats are is these are solutions that they could try, but which won't get them across the river. So whatever field that you're working in, you will know that there are things that customers try that don't get the results. That might be, you know, it might be competitors who just don't do a very good job. Or it might be, you know, things that they will try for themselves. As an example, you know, we work with um, with, with training companies um, some of them are, you know, kind of they'll train in NLP. And so for a lot of those guys, the rickety boats, um, if you're if you're talking to a customer, and so obviously you're explaining all the things that you know NLP can do in terms of being able to, you know, kind of like control your own mind, um, monitor your own thoughts, um, basically reprogram all the programmings that you've had over the years which have gone into your head. Now, with a lot of this stuff, it requires feedback and you want to be working with people, you know, preferably in a room, but at least being able to give them give them answers. So from an NLP uh, training company's point of view, the rickety boats is, is somebody going on to Udemy and saying, I shall buy an LMP practitioner qualification for seven pounds. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you might have a qualification awarded by somebody. Um, does that mean that you know NLP? Not really. In fact... The trouble is you might think that you know it, but you don't. So because you've got no feedback, yeah, you're just literally watching a series of videos and going, right, okay, now I know it. Now, depending on what level, what you then try to do with it, if you then start to, you know, say, right, I'm now an NLP trained um, practitioner, I'm going to go out and help people with my newfound skills, then there's a very real risk that you're going to do more damage than good because you don't quite understand you don't, it's the unknowns, if that makes sense. Okay, so the rickety boats are the solutions that people are going to try 
and but they won't get them across the river. They'll get out into the middle of the stream and then they will disappear down into the depths, leaving a stream of bubbles like Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of Titanic. Okay, that's not good, and we need to warn people about that. The other thing that's in the river, and one of the reasons why you don't want to have a rickety boat, is because you've got crocodiles. And again, we've got, these are the unknown unknowns. These are the things that people are unaware of in terms of the challenge, in terms of the river that they have to cross. So these are things where we need to make sure that, you know, if you're going to learn this, you need to cover this, this, and this. You need to get these things. These things are not necessarily self-apparent. You know, the customer is looking at the river, they're seeing logs. They're saying, hmm, a lot of those logs have teeth. And so what we're then doing is saying, right, okay, so in this river, what is it the customer won't be aware of? The dangers of trying to cross this without the bridge. And that's what we then do. Now, on the other side, so on the other side of the river, remember the one with the green, green grass of home, we've got happy people. And so these are your case studies, these are your testimonials, these are the people that you have led across the bridge and who are now very, very happy for it. So depending on what it is that you want to um, sell based on, because everything is a cost-benefit um, evaluation in the customer's mind, okay, I have to do something, and that's either going to cost me time, it's going to cost me effort, whatever, I will then get X. And what they then do is they basically make that um, make that comparison. There is another factor in there as well, and that's trust. Because if I say to you, okay, give me uh, give me ten pounds, and I'll give you twenty pounds tomorrow. Um, if you know me, then you'd say, um, yeah, okay. Well, you'd probably say, no, mate, just 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 take the tenner, um, just give it back to me tomorrow. But if you knew me, then you would you would accept that that would be something that I would then do, because there would be trust between us. If somebody walks up to you on the street and says, hello, give me £10 and tomorrow I shall return to this very same spot at the same time and give you 20 you're probably going to go, I, I doubt that. So even though you would be effectively doubling your money within 24 hours, which is not a bad investment return for anybody, there's no trust there. So we've got cost and we've got benefit and then there is a trust multiplier. So we need to make sure that people trust us to be able to get folks across. And that is why the people who are on the happy on the happy place, so when the person looks across the river, they see these people cavorting and gambling with great big smiles on their face, um, looking like they're having way too much fun. Um, there's a lovely episode of The Simpsons where Bart doesn't get to go out at Christmas. And he looks out and literally everybody out there is having the time of their lives. You know, it's literally a window wonderland. And then just flash cuts back to Bart, just going, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. And again, we're not trying to, you know, like puppeteer people and make them make them feel um, horrifically bad. But we do want to emphasize the fact that when you cross our bridge and get over to this lovely place, then life is good. <clears throat> and by doing that, we can then share the stories. And then the last thing that we've got is basically there's a, a bit of a gate on the bridge. And the gate is people's objections. Okay, so what we then need to do is like work out why would people decide that the bridge isn't for them, and then we need to handle those objections. And if we're clever, what we'll do is in the descriptions that we're giving to people when we're setting up the scene, we will pre handle the objections. So, for instance, when we talk about the people who are on the happy side of the bank, we can talk about um, what they are now able to achieve and how it far outweighs the toll cost of crossing the bridge.
Okay, so if you're a coach or a consultant or trainer, if you can then say they want to know a course, they were then able to do this. So they've you know kind of literally mitigated the cost of their course within a couple of weeks, and now you know a few months down the line, they're now achieving this. All well and good. If you are somebody who is, um, you know, a therapist, <laughs> you could even I'm not suggesting that you would, and feel free to slap me for even suggesting it, but um, you could even say you know when the people have gone through this. The fact that they feel so much better means that their bar bills have gone down. Um, you know, they, the amount of wine they buy from Sainsbury's has decreased to the amount whereby they've actually paid off the course. Again, that's a slightly flippant example, but you get the you get the idea, which is that what we're looking at doing here is to say it costs this much to cross, but boy, is it worth it? Okay, so that in a nutshell is a problem river. So I'll give you a quick recap. We have a plane. We have a river running through it. On one side of the bank, the grass is yellow and nasty. On the other side, it's lush and verdant. And we have a person standing on the unhappy side of the bank. There is a forest fire coming toward, a bush fire coming towards them, which is what's going to hit them if they, they don't move. There are rickety boats on the bank, which are the things that they don't want to try. There are crocs in the river which are the things they don't even know about in terms of the dangers of trying to do this on their own. And then there's the bridge, and that's your bridge. And so we then need to explain the bridge to them in terms of what it's going to help them to achieve and how it's going to help them go and play in lush verdant land and why that's a cost-benefit transaction for them. So like I say, um, there is, if you go to our glass of something nice um, section on otterspoolacademy.com, and have a look in um, in there. You'll see the problem river, and then you'll see this um, drawn um, on the remarkable. So it it is um, you know kind of like my my solution to this problem by pH seven and a half um, in terms of because it's drawn on a remarkable, um, but it does really really get the point across, and so it's a very good visual backup to what it is that we described here. Having said that, just by le- just by listening to this, and so feel free to this uh, listen to this. Um, podcast a couple of times because the important thing about this is not necessarily about knowing it consciously it's the more that you listen to this the more that you absorb what we're teaching you here on these podcasts the more you're going to do it organically you're going to do it naturally and it's going to start to impact everything that you do in terms of making you more successful and better at communicating to clients why they should choose you And at the end of the day, that's what we want. Because if they choose you, then that way you get the right people in the room, which is what this podcast is all about. So I hope that has been of use to you. We're going to draw this um, episode to a close now. Um, Please do feel free to join us again. So like and subscribe. Um, Join us again for um, our next episode, which is a proven way to get clients Um, using the health check and roadmap strategy. So this is a very, very useful tool um, which we have rolled out to a number of different um, empowerment companies in different sectors, uh, which basically helps the the clients understand exactly where their their position is, which means actually it's a really good um, build on from from the problem river. But it helps them understand exactly what their situation is and also positions you as somebody who's going to be able to help them because they're going to get a deliverable, which is in terms of their health check or their profiler, and they're also going to get a roadmap. And by the time they get to the end of that, they will be very, very clear as to why you are the trusted expert they want to go with.
So feel free to join us for that session, and we will see you on that session. In the meantime, um, feel free to wing your way over to otterspoolacademy.com, and on there we've got um, visual descriptions of our blueprint and walkthroughs, and we also have our Essentials tutorial course, which will take you through all of this and give you the blueprints so that by the time you get to the end of it, you'll not only have a better understanding of the gaps in your business knowledge, and like we said, it's our mission to fill those, but you'll also have the first start of the knowledge base, which is going to take your company, hopefully, to higher levels of success. So my name has been and still is Peter Burnett, and I will see you on the next session. Till then, have a great day ahead. <laughs>